intro music explosions and fireworks and excitement and america all right welcome back (laughs) welcome to the i didn't know what the fuck i was doing podcast we're your hosts Teresa and david this is the podcast with two adhd entrepreneurs who've made a lot of mistakes Each week, we discuss ways to navigate business, relationships, and health. We also interview excellent guests who share their own personal IDK WTF stories. Listen today so you can hear some relatable content as we normalize uncertainty and obstacles. Because it's important to admit that no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the IDK WTF I Was Doing podcast. I am Teresa Merrick, one of your hosts, and I am super excited to introduce our guest for this two-part interview. I actually feel renewed about what politics is, what government is, and my own personal role in it. I'm going to tell you about Randy. So Randy McCallion is running for Congress in Missouri's 8th District, and she hopes to have an impact on the farming community she's a part of. Randy is super passionate about healthcare, children and family issues, affordable housing, and improving living conditions for all that live in rural Missouri. She has prior experience and knowledge of politics. She ran in Colorado Springs where she used to live, and I really hope that you guys enjoy the next two episodes. Welcome back (laughs) to part two of this awesome interview with Randy McCallion. If you did not listen to part one, go listen. We're learning so much information about politics. And I know for the millennials out there, some of us are a little intimidated by politics. And I already feel like I've learned so much in just the first little bit. And if not intimidated, disillusioned. Totally. So. Intimidated, disillusioned, hopeless, yeah. whatever, whatever word you choose. But anyway, thank you for coming back. I'm Teresa Merrick. I'm David B. And this is the IDKWTF podcast and actually we didn't talk about that the three of us went to high school together actually david and randy have known each other forever and ever we went to elementary school together that's right yes and randy now lives in missouri which i think was mentioned several Mm -hmm. times before and actually we didn't talk about so because you did grow up here in colorado you ran your first term in colorado springs when when did you go to colorado springs from like denver metro well i so we all I went to high school with Teresa, right? As we said, but then I went to college in Iowa and then I came back to Colorado for a bit. And then I went to graduate school in Florida and that's where I met my husband and I had my first kid. And then I moved back to Colorado with them. And that's when I lived in Colorado Springs. And when I really got more engaged in politics and then I ran for state Senate there. Okay. And then a year ago I moved to Missouri. Was it, so was it something about Colorado Springs that triggered you that made you want to run? Or was there like a spark that you're like, okay, I can't take it anymore. If no one else is going to do it, I'll run. Yeah, I think if I would have been in a place where a lot of people with my values were running for office, then I would have supported them more. I think Colorado Springs, in part why I ran is because they didn't have a lot of people with my democratic values running for office there. Because in Colorado, as many of you listening in Colorado know, Colorado Springs is actually a pretty conservative area and it's very evangelical Christian. And so it's not a 
supportive place very much for democratic messaging, although there are amazing Democrats there doing amazing work. So they are very supportive. And so I had those networks and no one was going to run for that state Senate seat. So I did. Well, that's awesome. So, but to talk a little bit in case you missed part one, you do want to go back. We talk about what, how to make a difference in government, like what that looks like, what kinds of differences were made along with a little more of more background on Randy. But now we also really want to talk this episode about how an everyday person can be involved, can make a difference. And because I think a lot of us, like we said, we're, we're a little disillusioned. We're not sure what to do. There's confusion around politics in general. And Randy is going to give us some great tips about how to go about making changes that we want to see, whatever those might be. Because mm-hmm. like, I have to say, I don't care what part of the political spectrum you're on. There are things you care about that aren't working the way you think they should. Mm-hmm. There That's are right. ways to make a difference. And, and I, I think the number one thing that I'll hear is whenever, you know, talking or like saying, so why don't you run or do this? People say, well, I'm not political. So I'm not political. So I don't, I don't want to go get involved in any of that. I know a lot of people who say I don't vote mm-hmm. and don't, and don't talk to me about it. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not good that your landowner or your landlord is political, that your boss is political, that the health insurance companies are political, that, you know, the billionaires are political. So if you're not political, you're giving up all your ability to control the government. What, so what does it mean to be political? Would you say? What is someone who is political versus someone who isn't political? Yeah. Someone's like, yeah, I don't vote. I don't want to talk about politics. Like, I think a lot of times that's avoiding like a, an argument. People don't want to debate a policy, which I get because I don't necessarily want to debate policy with people either. But so what, what would it be political? I see with that is the only way a government can function as a democracy is if we all see it as a part of ours, is if we all are at some level civically engaged. And I think the whole idea around I don't get political is what we talked about in the first part, too, is where our generation and people kind of on the left progressive side, sort of those people who are live and let live, the people that truly believe as long as you are harming none, go ahead and do what you want. Those people tend to be the ones that aren't political. And then those values of live and let live, those values of harm none and do what you want, aren't a part of the political discussion then because we're avoiding them by not getting in there. And so then the discussions that are in political realms and spheres are those people who do get political, like landlords and property owners and your boss and the health insurance companies and big agriculture, right? They all get political. Yeah, so I'd say that is kind of my response to that. But let's talk for people to get engaged. Let's talk a little bit about that and what what our government looks like. Let's kind of do a really basic civics lesson because surprisingly, a lot of people don't know the circles of government that we have that we can get engaged in. And I said in the first part that getting started at the federal level is super intimidating. It's so much and every bill can seem like make it or break it, the end all be all, this is so big. So let's talk about local stuff. So every person near them has a school board and you vote for school board stuff when it's election time. 
and you will vote for your school board members during usually municipal elections, so city elections, and those happen usually in April of off-year elections. So this year is a general election, and we elect federal level, we elect state level, and some places will elect even lo more local like city, like mayors and stuff like that. So we have elections across the country all year long, every single year. There is no such thing as just voting in a presidential year, which is once every four years. If you're only voting in a presidential election, you're missing so many opportunities to shape the government from the ground up from your school board members, to your city council members, to your mayor, to your state legislature, and then up to the federal government. I have a so, question, Brandy. Why do you think conservative or liberal, right. they don't talk about this on the bigger levels? Even, I mean, sure, some people are happy with the status quo, but do you think there's a reason that up at the higher levels when you're looking at that they don't say, hey, get more involved, because they do say, get involved, go vote. It's important, but nobody literally says what you just said in such a simple way that's easy to understand. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I think I of new candidates and younger candidates and progressive people that are getting into politics these last four to six years, I think a lot of them are saying that. But as we touched on earlier, we don't get as much free press as younger people, as women, as people running on the left, because our people who agree with us don't share this stuff as often. They don't talk with their neighbors and friends and family about politics, which are the mm -hmm. awesome people running around you like me, right? There are so many really cool people who want to see big changes in our government to make it work for us and to be better for people. But they have a really hard time making their platform big enough for you all who aren't very politically engaged to see that message. And the people at the very, very top don't really want things to change. And if you get involved at your local level, then they will start to change. And there's a fair number of people in the establishment on both sides that don't want you to be more engaged. They don't want things to change. It's working for them. Yeah, it is, obviously, because it doesn't matter which <laughs> side they're on. There are plenty of people who are career politicians who've been sitting in their seats for a long time. Whether you agree with them or not is neither here nor there. They're just there. They're doing what they're doing, making money. They make a ton of money. They have health insurance paid for. They have benefits the rest of their life. They can also get massive donations from corporations. They can have PACs donate. They can use that money to travel and do campaign stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's working for them up there at the top. And we really need to get active more locally at our levels to elect those really amazing progressive voices. And you know, I'm going to keep using the word progressive because I know that 70 to 80 percent of your listeners agree with progressive policy. For someone who doesn't have experience in politics, what what would you say is step one for them to get more involved? You've talked about kind of the different levels. What's like their first step to go do? Pick a topic that is very important to you and then engage locally in that topic. 
So what is it would be homelessness, and then you wouldn't be you would be engaging in either an organization that exists near you. So maybe the mission is something that a lot of places have that supports, you know, homeless people in our community. And so you might go and talk to the mission then to learn what they're doing and what actions they might be taking or need help with at a political level. Usually they're going to point you towards city council. For example, in a city, town, <laughs> close to me, we're having an issue right now with our mission that serves homeless people in our county needs to expand into a better building. And the community is trying to keep them from doing that. Well, in the end, everyone's mad that the mission is downtown and that homeless people are standing outside smoking cigarettes and they don't want the mission there anymore. But ultimately, they also won't let it move anywhere else because they're changing zoning laws. All of this is happening at a city level, at the city council. Okay. And so, well, so if I'm just at home and I'm like, how do I get involved? What, just Google the issue I want? And like, I don't know, what would you type into a Google search? Because I figured that's where people are going to start is a search on their phone of where do I even go to first talk to someone? Mm -hmm. Yep. So you're going to want to find an organization. Or you're going to want to find a group that's already doing that. There are groups everywhere. Right. So let's say again, what's your topic of interest? So let's talk about a few that are really important to people right now. Number one is abortion lately. And so if someone really deeply cares about abortion right now, then you would find a local group that is doing something in your state or possibly local to you, but usually at the state level if it comes to abortion. So that might be your Planned Parenthood in your state. There's a national network of abortion clinics that people can look up. If you have a great state that's protective of abortion, then you might want to look to another state that you could support. So Missouri is a really bad state for abortion right now, for right. example. So there's a lot of places that you could turn there and you would just research in Google abortion groups and you would so, find out about them and find one to join. Okay. You could Google something like groups that help feed hungry children or groups that help eliminate homelessness or whatever it is. Just get specific and, and look up like local groups and Google because Google's so smart. will probably know where you live and <laughs> help you find right. local places you can look or even national places. And then you could find local chapters of national places. Exactly see where an they're meeting and show up yeah so an organization allows you to join in and not do work yourself at first right they're going to bring you up to date on some topics they're going to have action steps you know if you're worried about common sense gun laws moms demand action is a great group to join and they have action steps listed on their website they have local chapters in every state and in many cities so there's always going to be a group so let's say climate change climate change is really important to you so you're going to google close to you climate change groups. And you might find that there is a sunrise movement at one of your local colleges. You may find that there's a coal burning power plant in your area that people are trying to organize together to shut down. And you're going to find them either through Facebook or a news article. If you want to join the movement in your topic, that's a great way to do it. There are also other ways for people to get involved if they don't necessarily have a topic specific that they want to research. Then I recommend people look up when their city council meets. And most city councils these days have online meetings as well that people can just tune in and watch what's happening. 
And if not, then going to a city council meeting and they meet frequently. You don't have to go to every meeting, start somewhere. And so school board meetings, even if you don't have a kid in the school, you're still voting on who is on the school board. Mm -hmm. School boards are very important, number one, because it's the education of our children and what's happening right there in our environment with the future of our country. But it's also where a lot of candidates get started and then they start moving up to either city council or maybe a state legislature. And so it's a really great place to meet people who are doing local work in your community. So when I say to join these things, whether it's a meeting of city council or a meeting of the school board, a part of your reason going there is because it's a place to meet other people who are looking to do what you do or, or what you're interested in or someone's going to stand up and speak and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I love that person. And now you've met them and connected with them. I used to speak at city council meetings when I was in Colorado Springs. And it's a great place that people come up to me after and be like, I love what you said. Can I help you or work with you? And I would tap them into one of the groups that I knew about. Another wonderful way for people to get involved right now, there are protests in every state for multiple topics recently. We've had common sense gun law protests with March for Our Lives. We've had many pro-choice and row protests for our reproductive rights. There's always some local things going on for people. And so going to those, if those topics interest you or if you're aligning in some way with you know, the message that they share, going to those protests are great places to meet activists and organizers in your community. And that's a place that you can ask someone who is organizing the event or speaking at it, who do they know that might be someone to connect you with for blank topic, whatever it is that you're interested in. Okay, so we've talked about school board level. We've talked about city council level. Everyone also has a county commission. So your county and the funds that come to a county from a state and federal level are run by the county commission. A lot of times county things like the county health center are also directed by that county commission group. And you can attend those meetings as well. They're always open to the public, just like the city council meetings and all those, the school board. And so you can attend county commission meetings and start learning about county level stuff. When we had COVID happening and every state and county was doing something different in every city, City councils or county commission would have been the really important places to join to find out what was happening in your local area and to have a voice in what happened in your local area. Any questions there before I move forward? No, I think actually now would be the perfect time to take a little break, hear from okay. our sponsors, and, yeah. and then we'll be right back and we can, because we, this can is so up. great, yeah. and you can finish what you're sharing about how to get involved. Perfect. This is a podcast for anyone looking to improve their personal, professional, or family life. We craft these episodes so you can learn from or relate to our experiences and opinions. And we'd love to hear more about you. So if you're interested in connecting with us further, as well as other like-minded individuals, we recommend checking out our creatively named Facebook group, Colorado Entrepreneurs. You don't have to be from Colorado or be an entrepreneur to join, but it doesn't hurt. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Colorado biz, that's B-I-Z, and send us a join request. Or check the link in the description and show notes below. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show.
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We're back from our break. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. And so Randy was just telling us about how to get involved. And so please do. We just talked about the state level. We talked about school board. We talked about city. We talked about county. So what are what else do we need to know about getting involved, Randy? Good job remembering those. Look at how much we're already <laughs> the learning. It's <laughs> like schoolhouse rock up in here. Right. We're getting a civic <laughs> lesson and we're sharing it with everybody. <laughs> there are so many levels to get engaged at. And so as I get into our next level, one point I want to make is that some of the topics your listeners might be interested in may be more of a state level thing. So for example, maternal and child health is my passion area. So improving the maternity care system, for example, a lot of those things are more at the state level. And so I was engaged in, you know, city council meetings to make sure that our air quality in my city was good, that we were getting the coal out of our coal burning power plant earlier and transitioning to different renewable material energy sources. So some of those topics are going to be more local to you. But if some of your topics feel much bigger, then the state legislature is a great place for people to get engaged with. So a first step for that and something that I think every person should do, and this is homework for both of you, you're going to make a piece of paper and you're going to go through and find out who all of your elected people are. So you're going to look up your city councilor and find out who your city councilor is and what district you're in. You need to find out your county commissioner and what district you're in for that or who your county commissioners are. You want to know your mayor. And then you want to know your state legislatures. So you have a state house representative and you have a state senator. And those people work in your state capital with your governor. And so you need to know those ones as well. And if your topic feels bigger, kind of at a state level, which might be, you know, firearm safety laws, it might be the healthcare system and making sure people in your state have insurance coverage and access to healthcare. It might be climate change, which is, you know, important that we do all these things at a state level, as we talked about before. And once you know all your representatives and what districts you're in, it makes it so much easier to start contacting them. And a great way to contact them first that makes people feel safe, email. And you can write them an email. Sometimes it's through their website and you can just submit it there. And other times you can find their email address. Like a city councilor usually just has an email address listed, whereas state legislators tend to have a email me on their contact page on their website. And you are now going to email those people with what you're interested in or what you care about. I just, I want to say, cause I think we might have been like on a little break when we talked about this, but the reason state is so important is because that's where everything starts. Something in Colorado that's been really relevant has been marijuana. We are the first state, then Washington. Now there's several states. Normally those types of issues, Randy had said very clearly to us, they start at the state level and they work their way up. That was the same with abortion. That was the same with gay marriage. So those are some of the topics that you may have known and heard and understand that, oh, that all started with the state and moved up to the federal. Yes, you are so right. Anything that we deeply care about right now, we must be organizing at a state level for. Our federal government is kind of screwed at the moment, and we have a lot of things that really need to be fixed, like the filibuster, and, you know, the Senate is at a standstill and nothing's getting through it. 
we can make huge changes at our state level that will help the country as a whole. And if most states pass something, it makes it so much easier to turn that into federal law. If yeah. someone wanted to run for a state level position or a city council position, what would you recommend that they run for? Mm, well, first of all, it's going to be where you feel the most confident and where your interests lie. For some people, their interests lie very close to home and city council would be more of the right place for them. Some people like myself, my interests in public health are much more broad and I feel most at home in a state legislative or a federal seat kind of thing because my policy is really more broad and overarching than some of the topics that cities face and deal with. Okay. So I think it's really important that people address for themselves, what does your connection network look like mm -hmm. and your experience level and the topics that you care about the most. So let's say someone's a parent and really loved the schools that they live in, then school board might be a great place for that person to start. And you're going to want to attend those monthly meetings and get to know people in there and the issues that the school's facing and the area's facing, and then run for a position. Mm -hmm. And checking into your local government offices is where you will find out about those elections. So for a local election like school board or city council, you'll be looking into your county clerk and your county courthouse because those are in almost every state organized by the county level. And then if you're looking at running for like a state legislature, then you're going to be looking at the secretary of state's website. Some states that are very organized, like Colorado, you can usually find all that information from the Secretary of State's website, but generally you're going to have to go to a county level to find some of those things. Okay, great. I think all this information has been so good, whether you dislike politics and aren't sure about them or whatever, you know, super low, like, I don't really want to talk about politics to how do I get more involved? How do I make a change? And you know, whether you but, want to run or just be involved. Yeah. And most people shouldn't run at first. I mean, I think most people in our generation don't have a lot of this experience. And so they should join an organization. Or another great suggestion is to find a candidate you like and volunteer for them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that, you know, if you're a really nervous and anxious kind of person, which honestly I am. And so, you know, when your your podcast is I don't know, WTF I'm doing, I didn't when I started a lot of this stuff. You just start in and learn what you learn from other people. And so if you want to volunteer on a campaign, you could just support someone while they door knock. So a lot of canvassers, volunteers that go door to door and talk to voters, they just want a partner to go with them. And so if you don't have experience and don't want to do the talking at first, you can just sign on with a campaign to join as a partner door knocking. And, you know, if you love talking to people on the phone, we always need people to do phone calls to voters and to talk to voters. You can write postcards for a lot of campaigns these days. And if you're not sure you want to get involved with a candidate or a campaign, you can get involved with an issue committee. And so most states have issues that they vote on 
on their ballots in November. And so those might be tax issues. It might be about funding schools. It might be about legalizing cannabis. And so you can volunteer for an issue instead of a campaign if you wanted to. And so simple things, you could do postcards from home, you can do phone calls from home, you can walk with someone to do door door knocking. Yeah. Awesome. No, those are perfect. Those are really good. That's really good advice. Oh, and one thing, people are scared sometimes to contact their legislators, right? And so one thing that I've learned that I didn't used to know, when I was, I used to be so scared to call my legislators and tell them not to vote for something or to vote for something. And I felt like I needed to like have my script and I was so nervous and ready. And what I've learned is you're never going to talk to your legislator ever when you call on the phone. It's their staff that answers the phone. And so it shouldn't be intimidating for people to call because you're only calling for one minute and all you're going to do is, hi, I'm Randy McCallion. I live in state Senate district 16 and I wanted to tell our Senator not to vote on the bill that's going to make voting harder. I don't want us to have to be a caucus state for the presidential primary. So tell him vote no on that bill. Thanks. Bye. That's it. And then they write down a little tally of how many people they've gotten no's or yes votes from. Okay. So much more simple than it seems. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it does feel intimidating when it's like, call your government official, whichever one that is. It does seem like well, what am I going to say after? And that's so perfect because that's exactly what you say. And it's simple. Hey, I yep. want you to do this or I, I don't want you to do this. Thanks. And Bye. they tell this and the right, the conservative fascist groups that used to be the Tea Party and now have really grown into a lot of power. Those groups know that and they will send out little blurbs to their followers all the time saying, call your representatives and say this, call your representatives and tell them to vote no on this. And so then your representatives get a huge list of no votes and only a few yes votes or maybe vice versa, depending on what the bill is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's really impactful if people were to put the phone numbers of their legislators into their phone. And when you hear there's a bill coming up, you can just call real quick. Hey, it's Randy District 16. Here's my zip code. And I say, no, don't vote on that bill. Like you're done. So simple. Mm-hmm. It really, really truly is. So I would encourage everyone to push past that nervousness because everything makes you nervous the first couple times you do it. You've got to take those steps because these positions of influence in our government are wide open. I was the first person in this area of Missouri to attend my school board meeting in four years. In four years, they didn't have any other parent or community member come and sit at the school board meeting until I showed up. I could never find out when their meetings are. They don't advertise their meetings. So no one knows when they meet and no one knew that the board meetings were open to them. And so it took someone going that had that experience to be like, why aren't you guys sharing this anywhere else? No one knows when these meetings happen. Yeah. Man. Well, you've shared a lot of information and I absolutely appreciate it. We're running a little low on time. Would you like to share kind of some of your, like some of your biggest struggles? Like what are the biggest moments or is there a particular story where you were like, I have no idea what I'm doing and maybe why am I even here? Why am I doing this? Honestly, I still feel that way a fair amount of the time. Mm -hmm. I still get very nervous to do speaking engagements. I was nervous to come on and chat with you guys just because it's different. It's new. It's, you know, I'm an introvert. (laughs) 
Totally. Hey, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> being out there and putting my face and my voice and my messages out there makes me a little bit anxious. But I know that it's so important that we do it. And I know that my message resonates with a group of people. And those people deserve to have my message out there. And the enthusiasm from people really helps keep you going. So, you know, I ran one campaign already. And I'd say I was much more nervous and uncertain as what I was doing. And I wasn't actually anticipating running for Congress, especially like in this district, since I just moved here a year ago, but no one else was going to be on the ballot for the Democratic position. And I know how critical it is that our messaging and our voices are out here, especially in such a rural red district. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that I needed to step up and I had those skills that a lot of other people don't have to run a campaign. And that gives me kind of the confidence to be able to push through the anxiety of it. You know, there's still a lot of times that I don't know the answer and not even when it comes to policy, because of course, most of us don't know the answer. We're just trying new things to see how they work. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes people ask me a question about our government or how it works. And I'm still like, I don't know, let's go find out. So I, I'm learning all the time, but the best way to learn to do something is to jump in and do it. Just do it. Just do it. Have you, sure. have you found any particular adversity or any particular like roadblocks that have come up with being younger or, and, or, and, or being a, a woman? You know, being a woman, there's certain things that are already in your way. It's harder to ask for money as women. We tend to be taught not to ask for more money that, you know, plays into when we're getting interviewed and how much money we make, you know, as a salary. And so that also plays in as a candidate and people don't donate as much money to women a lot of the times either. So those can be some of the barriers that we have statistical data behind. There's sometimes the barrier or the nervousness of being a woman and door knocking and, you know, going out to events in the evenings or being, you know, all over the district in different places. But honestly, I've never felt very unsafe doing campaigning. What about your but, age? Has yeah, that I think it's been more positive about my age. People are excited to see a younger generation trying to take control of our government. And every year that I've run now, there's more enthusiasm for younger people getting into government. And so many people, even Republicans that I talk to, are frustrated with how old most of our government Everyone. is. Everyone, it, that's like a conversation I have with people all the time. It's like the average age of the adult in the United States is like 37 or something. Like it's, it's in your thirties. And yet our presidential candidates last time, I'm sorry, they're in their seventies. Like that's not, that is not who has like the pulse of what's going on. They're, they're not, there are grandparents, there are parents and grandparents. Like that's exactly just not right. what's relevant anymore. Yep. Yep. And I I mean, I'm not happy at how old Biden is. I don't want a president that's that old. And like you said, most of our choices are pretty old anyway. And oh, they just don't, they, they're not, I know for a fact that I don't relate directly to a 60 year old or a 70 year old, because how could I possibly, they cannot relate to me just because they were 35, 37, 40 at some point does not mean they understand what it is to be a 40 year old in the United States now. That's exactly right. Yep. And so I really get a lot of enthusiasm 
and surprise. Sometimes there's like, wow, you're young and energetic. And I'm like, heck yeah, let's get me in Congress. Mm-hmm. Do you find any pushback from people who already are in their seats of power and like people already in political, like no. already there? No, I'd say that for the most part, people in power kind of ignore those who are trying to usurp that power. They try not to give us attention because as we all know or should know, that when you talk about someone or when you share something, you're bringing attention to it. So even when, you know, a fascist posts something on social media and everyone retweets it, like, look at what this fascist said. Well, that's giving them a bigger platform and that's giving them more attention. And so, but you know, the one thing that might surprise you and maybe it won't, the place that I get the most resistance tends to be from people in my own party. It tends to be Mm -hmm. from the Democrats themselves. So of course I have the most support from my Democratic companions as well. And there's amazing people supporting me. But what I found in my last campaign, not so much this one yet, but in my last campaign, the most criticism came from people who called themselves a Democrat. And they would criticize our strategy. They would criticize my messaging. But you know, from my perspective, and this is something I in part learned from Brene Brown, the the amazing inspirational speaker. I love Brene Brown. So right. And so she's really motivational, especially when you're running for office. It helps a lot. But she reminded me not to take criticism from people who aren't in the ring doing the work with you. And so it's been really easy for me to just kind of let trolls roll off my back. And if I get an email from a Democrat who's bothered by something that I'm doing, I'm usually like, I don't even know your name, which means you're not volunteering with my campaign, which means you're not out there doing the work. So sorry, if you want to see things done differently, come join us and do it. I love that. Yes. It's so relevant. If you're not in the ring, you're not doing it yourself. You don't really have a lot of space. I don't even know who you are. Well, And if you're not being constructive, if it's not like, hey, I have a question. Hey, I want to like, there's a different approach that happens when you're not just out there to complain about something, which like you call them what it is, a troll. That's that's what they're doing at that point. When I ran for the state Senate seat in Colorado, it was during COVID. And so one thing in particular is that we had people angry that we didn't knock on their door and talk to them. And then we had people angry that we had talked to them and come to their door. And so I was like, you people, like, I can't win at all. We're just doing what we can do. And we had one guy get really mad and he threw, like, he like screamed at my husband and slammed the door in his face. And he said, Democrats aren't door knocking, so you must be Republican. And my husband was like, what do you mean Democrats aren't door knocking? And he goes, that's what Biden said. And my husband was like, we're not working with Biden's campaign. We are a state campaign doing all the work by ourselves. We are not connected to the overall democratic structure. We do this work alone. And so I think too many people think that like the whole system of candidates is completely connected and we're not. Like I run my campaign by myself. I don't get any money from the DNC. I have no support from that area. It's really just my people and my volunteers and the people in this district that want to see something better that are working together to make it happen. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought it was all like connected like you had to get like party approval at the state and local level. I thought that was all a thing. Nope. And so one place I encourage people to get involved would be their local party. So every County in the nation 
has a local Republican and a local Democratic Party. And so in my area, it's the Phelps County Democrats or the Phelps County Republicans. And that is a really powerful place that people can get engaged locally. And those are not controlled by the DNC and they're not controlled even by the state party. They're very much just a group of local people who work towards their common values in their area. Nice. Oh my gosh. I feel like my brain's going to explode. Yes. We got so much good information. Like yeah. in the best way. It's exploding in the best way. So I'll finish up a little bit then by saying that this is yeah. one of the reasons why I started running for office. And this was one of the reasons why I started getting political in this way and always talking about politics was because I saw that the people around me in our generation weren't getting engaged enough civically. We weren't making the government ours. And so since I had those skills I told you guys about in the beginning and a mom that taught me that my government was mine. I was like, well, I guess I need to do this so that other people see that a normal person like Randy did this. So, of course, they can, too. That's perfect. I love it. How can people either support you, find out more about you, or what's like a final message you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, let me share a resource real quick that if people really feel like this conversation connected and they want to do a better job messaging to people, connecting on political talk and speech and ideas, there's a book I recommend to everyone, and it's called Don't Think of an Elephant. And it's by George Lakoff, L-A-K-O-F-F. And it's wonderful, just such a good book that talks about messaging. It talks about some of the difference between what we've seen in conservative Republican messaging and from Democratic liberal messaging. And it really helps people get onto the same page better when we talk across the aisle or even between ourselves, because Democrats don't always do a good job talking about the things that we all value as well. So that's a resource I wanna share. And then for information about me, I have a website that's randymccallion.com. So that's R-A-N-D-I-M-C-C, a-L-L-I-A-N. And you can find out more information about me and the campaign there. And if people feel so inspired, I would love a small donation of $5, $10. I'm running for the 8th district, so I ask people for $8 if they can give it. And that really helps show bigger numbers of support. I'm funded all by individual donors. I've gotten one group donation, and that was from my Phelps County Democrats. And that's really just a group of people. But yeah, so we're funded all by small donors, as most campaigns at this level and below us are. And so your $8 or whatever it is goes to reaching voters here. It goes to buying ads in local newspapers, the ones that are drying up and going away that are so important. It goes to buying local radio ads to connect with voters out here. It goes to paying one of my amazing staff members to help me out. And ultimately, it helps organize this district so that we have people running up and down the ballot that share democratic values someday. And that's one of my goals, is that I won't be one of the only Dems on the ballot, that there will be a lot more underneath me running for state level, city level, county level seats. And I can presume also that you're the major voice fighting for women's, women's rights in Missouri right now as well, right? Absolutely, yes. There are only eight congressional districts in Missouri, and Democrats hold two of them. 
And so we don't have a lot of democratic voice and messaging here. And in Missouri, Democrats are the only ones who support your right to choice. The Republicans here in this state have taken away that right completely. We had a trigger law that was passed as soon as Roe was overturned, and we have a near complete abortion ban here. Uh, absolutely no exceptions except if the mother is literally dying on the hospital table. And so that's it's insane to me, kind of how we can get there as a country, you know? Yeah. We will. We can. I'm I'm not gonna get into it. Like I <laughs> yeah. I have plenty to say about it, but yeah. I'll just I'll just agree with what you've said. People can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Randy McCallion. I'm on Facebook again because that's what most people in my district use. And I'm on TikTok. Nice. I don't think I follow you on TikTok. Oh, I know. We're going to find you on TikTok. (laughs) Find me on TikTok because I just released my first campaign video and it's getting a lot of traction. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, it was so wonderful. And I can't believe that I got to hang out with a old elementary school friend and an old high school friend and do this interview. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so much fun. All the support coming from Colorado to you in Missouri. I am so excited and I hope you win. I can't vote for you because I don't live there, but But we can support you. We can support you and we do. And thank you so much for coming and thank you for sharing all of your knowledge. I really do believe that the people who listen to this podcast will gain so much from it. Thank you. I think so too. Thank you guys for providing this space to do that. Absolutely. Right. Bye, right. everybody. Bye, everybody. See you next Thank time. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been the conclusion of our two-part series. And hey, congrats for making it here. If you didn't happen to catch part one, just go back to the previous episode to get the full story. It was a really good one. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please consider liking, subscribing, and or reviewing us on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if there's someone you know who clearly doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and would benefit from this topic, please hit that share button and send them this episode. Let's normalize the feeling of uncertainty asking for help and admitting that we don't know what the fuck we're doing either. Meowcat. Hi. Yeah, because I mean, if there's going to probably be plenty of people listening that have no interest or wouldn't even consider running, but I think we could. I like that your cat's like, oh, you don't want me right here? I'm adorable. Look at how cute I am. Can you go lay down? Meow, meow.